0: is absolutely real. So they've been doing cloning since um, the Third Reich and not even the Germans, the British were involved in a lot of cloning experiments um, uh, very early in the game. Uh, now,
1: this is one of those things that pisses me off when people say, oh, that's crazy. We know they clone. Like mm-hmm. they came out with Lucy or whatever, whenever we were like kids.
0: 1996. Yeah. 1996. They came out with the first official clone embryo. And so it's not, top secret technology you're right it's a it's one of those advanced elite subjects where if you were to go to college to be a clone scientist you're going to have to jump through so many hoops and do so much paper like you know busy work to finally be told like oh yeah it's actually a very easy false insemination of dna material it's it's you know almost 100% success rate if you do it properly it's not even um, it's like, it's, it's like Jurassic Park level fucking easy where you're like, all you need is D- you can CRISPR DNA. You can make fake super soldier babies. You can Gattaca world that shit. You could create, um, secret clones that like clones of people that don't even know they gave their DNA to you like 23 and me yeah. and just have armies of people. Well, the um, thing
1: about it is I could spend $2,000 and clone my dog
0: or something. Exactly
1: that's like my dog right now like it's it's
0: it's literally a you can buy and make a baby in in some places like a literal human being
1: yeah like Uh, blue eyes and brown hair like yeah you can pick that
0: exactly and and people uh will always ask why would they clone what would they do there are many reasons um I know, for example, organ harvesting is one of the most suspicious reasons, reasons why I do it. A lot of times is to create populations. And I think that the truth of cloning is that we're all clones. Um, because I never exclude – I never include a time where mankind is not affected by extraterrestrials or higher advanced societies. I think humanity and most animals on Earth are clones from original batches of dna and life brought to earth on an ark or preserved in an ark uh, like in the day like the book of noah and that we are the clone army we are legit the clone army there's a phenomenon known as doppelgangers oh yeah where common people will meet their twins
1: they're no shit i've run. met mine.
0: yeah they'll always be like oh i just uh we were separated from birth no they were fucking clones you uh, are clones. You were brought to two different cities, given to two different parents, probably at a natal, natal care center or, or an adoption center or something. You know, you were brought to a family. Somehow, this, these two clones were cloned at a center and then separated and over time connected back a small world, right? Like they're <laughs> sitting on an airplane, and the guy's like, hey, hey, you look like, hey, you are me, like type thing. Same personality, I, same.
1: I would, uh, I, I, would, I would get behind that um i look way too much like my dad but i swear i've seen my doppelganger ganger when i used to go out a lot i've seen this handsome motherfucker and it looked just like me i'm not even joking about it
0: no that's the weird reaction no i'm saying like have you ever met someone where you have that and they'll joke about it and pop a thing where you look at a guy go like "Hey, looking good like hey i like your style like you know you're like you have that weird like your brothers yeah and, and you are because dna is has the system is already that evolved where they like said they're, they're making people from the cradle to the grave live the lives that they have for them. And like I said, a lot of this, the ideas of like how America was settled or populations uh, around the world don't factor in cloning. And I don't want to be uh, racist, but the Chinese are cloning a lot of their own citizens. Um, and, and it's a reason why they have such high numbers do you think that organically they are mating enough to create billions of human beings? No, it's just that every couple of years, they literally release hundreds of millions of clone or millions of clones into the population.
1: I mean, it's possible. And when when it comes to the cloning, do you think that like, I know this is kind of like one of those pop subject things, but do you think that they do it a lot with celebrities and things of that nature?
0: Yes, actually, uh, you're absolutely right in thinking that. A lot of it, because it's all for the top dollar. It's all for the highest bidder. And like I said, those are con- those institutions are connected to higher purposes, which would grant and permit such actions. Eminem, for example, mm-hmm. has been replaced many, many times. I think up to 10 times in Eminem's career. And absolutely, it's noticeable to the point that they don't even look the same, really. But they're, they're clones of each other. There are celebrities which are obviously lookalikes. Currently, like side by side, like acting, just not in the same films, but like you look at, there's a guy who puts photos of different celebrities together and you see that they're basically identical. And it's because, like I said, they are born pre made. We want a woman who's five foot 11 with blue eyes, blonde hair, looks like this, weighs this much, sounds like everything from the voice, everything can be genetically altered and then they and they don't grow them in these tubes that's the misconception the clones are not grown into adulthood they are infants that are just raised in these artificial situations like say like they think they are the the guy they don't know they're not a clone
1: mm.
0: like the m&m clones all think they're the real Eminem.
1: Do they grow at like the natural speed or do they?
0: Yeah, they're just, they, they just, you you create an infant. After the nine month gestation period, an infant is born with a surrogate mother, and that surrogate mother is paid by the government. She's an agent or paid by the, the Hollywood Illuminati machine. Um, typically, Scientologists, and they're always in some kind of control or cult cover. These children are then raised in privilege or are raised in the same conditions. Um, like I said, it goes deep, but the concept is relatively very old in the eighties, late eighties. Uh, the rumor was the Russians were creating robotoids to replace politicians. I believe yeah. that they were kidnapping politicians around the world and replacing them with robot, with roboticized, uh, clones, which were clones with like, um, uh, you know, like, uh, implants, things like that, tracking, tracking them, uh, being able to control their mind, like psychotronics, etc., like relaying their 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 thoughts, etc. A lot of weird little gadgets and spy shit that goes into it. But that these people would then become like puppets, replacing these real people, and this was considered absolutely real to the point that they said the biggest sign that someone's been replaced with a robot is they die unexpectedly. Like right after the fact they were replaced. Like they have these unexpected deaths. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, if you want to see who was a celebrity clone, look for people who just dropped dead.
1: That makes sense.
0: Like later, on, they can only survive for a set number of, of, of days or months or whatever. So that's the limitation of cloning is that it does have a uh, expiration date and all clones do have a expiration date like um it could be a matter of of years could be a matter of uh you know decades but but that's it's not a natural death a lot of these clones will just simply not wake up one morning
1: well like i think that if because there's a lot of people that think that this uh, this can this um thing or whatever was um of somebody that was put in place to replace this person but I thought I've always thought that it was a clone even back then and that was Paul McCartney
0: oh yes uh, Paul McCartney that's a weird one mm-hmm. um, because the original Paul McCartney was no doubt killed yeah. and, or died in an accident and was replaced because the Beatles were an artificial band to begin with made of government agents Originally recruited from the local music scene, and um, like John Lennon, for example, was an orphan, and and thus raised by the state. Like I said, you're raised from cradle to the grave, and like I said, everyone thinks the Beatles were an authentic band. They were not, nor were they peace and love. They were heavily satanic, heavily occult um look at some of the creepier photos of their albums everyone looks like abbey road and things like that look at their other creepy like they'll have alistair crawley and shit
1: Fucking like they,
0: they a, yeah they made a movie uh sergeant pepper lonely hearts club and it has like alice cooper and shit and say like real 1970s love like like type of hardcore people they hung out with they kept society with it's um there's no doubt they also explored a lot of like the eastern meditations etc there is a big new age cult group for easily being able to replace paul mccartney uh many people believe paul mccartney is replaced but with a female who pretends to be male maybe (laughs) maybe (laughs) people have sworn up and down that that the replacement was actually a a type of uh uh, male to female um, uh, actor but that a lot of uh, music like in Wings and stuff was was, you know like further on like proof there's a lot of illusion there's a lot of clues um, the death of John Lennon is actually very interesting too yeah. because people don't realize it but he actually filmed an interview where he talked about seeing a UFO in New York City
1: I remember that, actually.
0: Right, I posted it on uh, my Instagram, so if you guys want to see for yourself. Um, but, yeah, look it up. They don't publicize at all, but there's a reason, I think, why they shot him. And it wasn't to do with the anti-war stuff. I think it was because he was publicly talking about UFOs.
1: Do you think it might have been a combination of everything? Like, maybe he was some, somehow inf- infiltrated their system and starting to learn things? Because that's kind oh. of what I've always thought.
0: Yeah, I think it. It. I think it was just one of those things where he was too too open with everything. He was speaking too much about um, um, the system, and also speaking too much about the inside workings of the music business and stuff like that as well. Like I said, I think he was going to come out and say that the Beatles were a psyop. They were, for lack of a better words, a um, Band created by MI5 to popularize British um, New Ageism and stuff like that, British uh, uh, celebritism, and really kind of like it, it, to be like a real life Austin Powers, if you, you guys can picture that, like 1960s England, you know, like that's like be a real life, like cool, street savvy, hip popular british spy
1: yeah well i mean
0: to like all these underground worlds and, and and stuff like that he had he had the ear of the world and you know people trusted him and i think that when you think about what what makes the best spy someone everyone tells everything to
1: oh yeah sure. and like people may think that like The music industry wouldn't be involved in this, but there's literally one guy that lives in Switzerland that makes all these pop stars famous. He creates all their music and shit. Like, that's basic, that's kind of a conspiracy in itself because, like, these people are rose to prominence from something that one dude makes. It's insane to think
0: that people don't realize how much, like, Symbolism is in music, and yeah. it's not because everyone thinks that, like, you know, covering one eye is cool or black and white checkers are, like, really neat. It's music itself is a money maker, a public image and a public relations type thing for secret societies. 100%. Everyone in the occult, everyone in uh, what people would consider witchcraft or secret societies started with music it's the gateway drug to joining the secret societies and you know for better or worse people are are either brainwashed or they're activated um you know by music and if you really want to do a, a deep rabbit hole on a trip and kind of go into some disturbing territory watch some of the music videos directed at children nowadays like melanie martinez um, yeah oh i i i mean this, this is stuff that if you typed in like popular music for girls 9 to 12 that would come up like like hannah montana level stuff that when we were kids like hannah montana level stuff like the kids that that music that kids listen to in sync, boy bands and stuff yeah. watch the sit nowadays as an adult and you're like shit yeah. uh, watch the <laughs> disney channel nowadays Watch the Disney channels nowadays that, that if you start, like, because, you know, like, it's not for men, it's not for adults. You will see overt references to mason- masonry, witchcraft, occult societies, the supernatural, um, Gravity Falls, for example. Gravity Falls is like the X-Files made by Disney.
1: So when it comes to, like, these imageries and everything that they put into the music for the kids and stuff and a lot of people when whenever we speak to skeptics and stuff they always ask us why would they do you do you know why or do you have an ideal why rather
0: well because the children are literally the future and in it they true power play right what is power power is to control longer than what you And further than what you can physically and directly control with your senses, with your life. When everyone will die, no matter how powerful you are in the moment, if you are not loved or created a system of educating your people about your ways, they will soon disappear. And if you think of Rockefeller taking over the country. And all forms of entertainment spawning from the artificial capitalistic system that they profit and create from, right? Neo-capitalism, new capitalism, the American company. TV shows are not natural. TV shows do not grow in nature. People do not create TV shows. People create myths. People create legends. Disney is not from the people, quote unquote. Not everyone got together in every town and said, we need to create Mickey Mouse. You know what I'm saying? Like these are artificial inventions by professionals that are like cultural hitmen. They are experts at nuanced things like psychology, um, etc. The occult, symbolism, mythology. The person making a show like the Teletubbies or the Wiggles for infants is a PhD holder probably and at least a secret society member. A full adult. like Someone who's had children of their own someone who's been born in the families of child psychologists i say like people don't realize the interconnectedness of it because anyone can quote unquote make like a story like harry potter and people think that's a natural thing it's not everything that the backstory the concept is artificial that is the myth the mythos of the creation itself like disney is a myth Disney was created by the United States government through Rockefeller, given grants, given funding, given expertise, professionals, given the broadcasting equipment, given the 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 doesn't given the license to, to be on TV to operate. This is permitted. It's not because he had a, a man had a dream and you can't stop him. It's because this is the reality, the plan. This is the plan from the start, from the cradle to the grave. And over generations, they force themselves in front of you. The easiest form of repetition is the easiest form of mind control is repetition. So the reason why they do it throughout your life and all versions of programming, all their all their differences, right? Like whether or not you have you start developing tastes or interests, they have you covered. They own the vertical and the horizontal. They own things like National Geographic. The, anything that you try to um, look at, they'll own ultimately, right? So it's all part of their big system. Like, look at um, the, the, the movie studios. There's like three or four major movie studios now, and all films are made eventually because of the studio decisions, right? Yeah. Like, Fox was purchased by Disney. Marvel's purchased by Disney. So, so look at the Marvel movies. You're like, well, well, do the Marvel movies have symbolism? You bet your fucking ass they do. Why? Because they're created by Disney. And Disney, everything Disney does is about symbolism of an occult reality that we all live in because if they know, if they show it to us enough, we think it's fantasy. We'll never grow out of the the infancy, the, the cradle that they keep us in. And then you start thinking, it's like, why? Because the human mind is... The ultimate prize, the human soul. It can be interpreted as a human mind. That's they, they own your literal soul. And the only way, the only thing greater than that is your life itself. And that's protected by higher powers, that's protected by divine law. And they just can't simply kill you, but they can make you who they want you to be. And they don't tell you directly you're going to be this person who's going to breed more people and just perpetuate the slave class for the Rockefellers. But they tell you, you should, um, you know, pick a fandom and, and develop a personality based on these uh, hypnotic um, entertainment things like Star Wars or My Little Pony, etc., which is all brainwashing. And it's done so on, like, a, like, a, like a, a psychological level that's more advanced than the common, like, to say like it doesn't fool everyone. People do grow out of it. But look how many women, look how many men are permanently affected by childhoods that where they were raised on Disney.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, look, behind it, me, look behind me right now.
0: <laughs> I've got so- I mean, you're right. That's what I'm saying. Like, people don't even realize that Star Wars prepared the human mind not only to accept, but to dismiss aliens and UFOs. Yeah. If they accept it because everyone's seen Star literally every single human being has seen Star Wars on the face of the fucking earth. Yeah. It is literally as popular as the Bible. Oh, yeah. But- as in, like, the force, the, may the fourth be with you, things like that. Like, I was in the military when they allowed people to put Jedi on their uh, spiritual, um, um option like when you when you write what's your faith so they know how to bury you and shit when you die people <laughs> were put in the jedi they allowed them to officially do that and it's on your dog tags faith uh jedi wow. and shit they allowed people to do that officially that's like it's a legit real church in america oh yeah that's it like, people don't the power of it because it is just you know, lightsabers and, and pew pew Han shot first, uh huh, Chewbacca is funny, like you know, like, or, or yeah, aliens because they get you to think that this is for kids. Yeah. It's not for kids. They're teaching you a system of belief and of reality that you have no other option but to learn from them this way. Yeah. So that when you hear discussions about aliens or humans in spaceships, you're limited by their example. You so know, know it not really weird because you're like, well, they have spaceships in Star Wars, they have aliens. The reality is much more incredible. That's reality, kinda, yeah,
1: that's is a chill through me right then. I just put this together in my head and this probably has no bearing at all. But Jedi is a religion. Yes. And in a thousand years, who's to say it's not going to be the prominent religion that was funded.
0: But yeah, that the world literally could have world leaders who are Jedi. Wow. yep yeah, that they have they have a special status and protection, These tax exempt status, and stuff. And you think this is this is a movie that George Lucas made. Right. You know, there's a reason why they paid two billion dollars for the name and in intellectual property rights because it's worth way more. That oh, is nothing shit. to them. That's like that this they, it's worth billions of dollars and people think it's it's a silly movie for kids about space wizards and you're like it's it's literally like uh going to be the future of mankind and they're prepping people like i said like imagine writing the bible two thousand years ago yeah uh, in in knowing that it's going i say in thousands of years people are going to still watch star wars people are still going to know the story people are still going to talk about it it's it's many times foreigners' first English movie, first encounter with the English language, and they show Star Wars to kids in like um, China and in, in Europe, like Sweden and stuff. I know someone from Sweden who personally was shown Star Wars as a child to learn English from. Wow, that's what I'm saying. Like yes, it's it's very important. And like yeah, the word iconic, it's no, but the word uh, modern religion and stuff. That's Like, if the Bible was written in the year 1970, it would have been a movie directed by George Lucas.
1: That's fucking insane. Uh, That has never crossed my mind before till this very instant. To think that in a thousand years, more than likely, Star Wars will be the prominent religion. That's fucking nuts to me.
0: It's a, it's a, a thousand years old already because it was based on um, a hero with a thousand faces gilgamesh oh. it was based on real chronological like legends in the old as like the these secret societies basically only exist to preserve mythologies which have symbolic importance to teaching mankind lessons about the spiritual the cosmic and like the like the the truth the, the history of the world right like people in Freemasons, people in the, uh, the OTO, uh, name a secret society. Um, they all worship, the, they all practice the ancient mysteries. They all worship the sacred goddess. They all worship um, this balance of light and dark energies. Right. And like I said, like the, the idea of like the light side and the dark side of the force is a reinterpretation of like the Solomon's temple. As, as you know so as worshiped by like the Freemasons, the grand design and like I said the Jedi were already a religion and on earth they were called the Jedi. It, they're actually in like ancient texts and stuff. Um, they're a type of like Hebrew uh, priest like a Kabbalah priest and then they were the inspiration for why Lucas called his, his monks Jedi. But it, we all know that he got his script written by a secret society member, and he himself probably is a secret society member. Oh, for sure, well versed and learned in the ancient mystery schools, um, and and then you'd be surprised who's a master mason. Most master masons know this. That this is what I say. You'd be surprised who exactly is a master mason. Disney, for example, uh, the connection between them and masons is pro- is profound is absolutely profound. Disneyland is a Masonic temple. Oh,
1: shit, man, that's fucking that's insane because I don't know, man, that's that that that's put me out a, that's broke my fucking brain. <laughs>
0: yeah, it, like okay, so it's very it's very eerie and and you start thinking about
1: because uh, the only thing I'm doing right now in my mind is thinking of like, well, Disney owns Star Wars now, so that means in a thousand years that the main religion was possibly going to be based off of a corporation. That's Disney based off 30th, Yeah, the, Disney
0: has always owned Star Wars, actually.
1: And and it's gonna be and that was created by somebody that was probably a thirty three degree thirty three degree Mason who was Walt Disney, who was probably controlled by the Rockefellers, so
0: even exactly, seeing how it goes down. You see how it goes that, that the, the argument can be made that no, they, they didn't foresee exactly them making a movie called Star Wars. But every movie they ever made was about the same spiritual story. The same spiritual, from Bambi to um, Snow White, to Cinderella, to all the you know Hans Christian Andersen brothers' grim fairy tales yeah. that they made their fortune on. From Lion King to Aladdin, all of that is the story of Luke Skywalker is the story of the light side of the forest versus the dark side of the forest. Um, specifically that, that binary. and it's not, I'm not saying it's evil or I say it's wrong for them to teach, but that is how they teach. That is how they continue these thousands of year old uh, ancient mystery religions uh what is basically understood as astrotheology i don't know if you watching the documentary the zeitgeist yeah uh, or religiosity with bill Maher, yeah. and they talk about how all religions especially christianity are just retellings of other stories yeah that's not wrong that is it, that that's it's kind of offensive how he does it and it's patronizing but it's not wrong it's called astrotheology it's the it's the backbone of all human religions. It's why all religions kind of sound the same and kind of like really do speak about the same thing, like the human soul and you have to be good. And that there is a dark evil force uh making people do evil, etc. And that there's a battle between the light side and the dark side. And that um we have a savior who was part God who came down to earth, etc. It's the story of um, Ancient aliens, it's the story of, you know, the history of the world. And that's why in Star Wars, it begins with, in a galaxy long, uh, far, far away, uh, long, long ago. I mean, long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away. That long, long ago thing is them admitting this is ancient mystery school shit. This is ancient Egyptian knowledge. This is ancient Babylonian knowledge. This is, like, exactly like that ancient secret society knowledge given to the masses to create the future so they don't have to be secret anymore so they can walk in the light so they can literally be like i said a world leader who will say openly that they're the a a jedi dude this is a way of saying that they because they can't say they're a freemason they can't say they're um they worship Uh isis
1: this has broke me because even the in even the credits of our of our podcast, one of the last scenes in it is our is our tagline for when we sign off, scrolling just like the Star Wars intro, and this is, I have just realized that I have been brainwashed like a motherfucker. <laughs> this is insane to me. <laughs>
0: You know, I too love Star Wars. I was a gigantic <laughs> Star Wars fan when I was in elementary school. And, you know, like, um, you know, I really did love Star Wars. I uh, watched it hundreds of times since I was in elementary school, right? It was always one of the things where um, it, was, it was even a, a kind of secret of mine going into my later, because I know, like, my own circumstances, et cetera. Yeah. You, you know, I was at least aware um, of how much it meant to me right then you start kind of like really you know no i'm saying like i love it i understand why you love it i understand why everyone loves it you know you you start living through it and then you start realizing you can come back to it and it's something that i actually i still watch i still watch the original i have i don't really like the prequels and i don't like the new ones like i said the new fandom the ray and the the kylo ren era yeah um I'm not an expert on that. I honestly didn't see those in theaters. Didn't want to, you know, but I understand that the originals, like I, I will still sit and watch the new hope. I'll still watch empire strikes back, especially empire. Yeah. And I'll still watch, um, you know, revenge of the Jedi or return of the Jedi. Sorry. I was thinking so, about Re- Return of the Jedi.
1: It's just so crazy that you can literally track back, trace back the whole story to the very beginning with snow. White. Like it's insane.
0: It's not a uh, you know obviously a hundred percent accuracy, but it's there.
1: Yeah. It's
0: there. Um, and what the whole reason for why Star Wars is super popular is because the subconscious aspect of it, the psychological aspect of it, hits mankind, especially men, personally. Yeah, and like uh, subconscious, because it's about battling your father, battling an evil that's you, that's inside you, coming to terms with your shadow, coming to terms with uh, finding your destiny and your purpose, etc. Like it really is like a, a story of of uh, you know a, a messiah in the form of Luke Skywalker. Wow. You know, like it's it's a Passion of the Christ type story. It's it's that where people, you know can worship because it does fit the criteria and like i said i'm not not i'm not saying it's good or bad i'm just saying that is the way it is and that's why it is so popular it's because a lot of people don't have faith they don't have religion in the traditional sense they're not raised in a really uh, in a church yeah. you know who who amongst this is it, it's not extremely popular anymore no. I like, like it, there are hundreds of millions of people who are considered agnostic atheistic or, or other mm. and if there is a kind of a. uh You know, the Rockefellers need to provide the future and what they are offering is Star Wars because they can't keep the secret forever. So when it does come out, people are going to be like, yeah, let's go play Star Wars. Let's live in the Star Wars future. Let's make this a reality (laughs) because it already is. We have the space station. We have an empire. You know that the secret space program ships. The Solar Warden ships originally looked like the Star Destroyers. They were triangular. They were extremely large. Exactly. They looked like Star Destroyers. And a lot of the iconography for Star Wars was from – as if someone was telling the writer or the the studio designer, the special effects artists, like verbally – a description of these spaceships and they did their best to kind of like interpret them like the X-Wing. There Yeah, is a type of wing design in aviation that is like an X if viewed from above where it has two counter-angled wings, one smaller, the rearward pair being smaller, but you can make them equidistant. And it's a very unique and unorthodox way of creating a jet fighter But it's absolutely – they look like a star. They look like an X or like a a very sharp uh, angular butterfly or a dragonfly, you know, where you have four wings, two on each side. And if you were – like the way I've always thought about it instinctively, trying to tell someone they have X wings, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, they got X wings, and they look like Xs, and he draws them this way, and you're like, close enough. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: but you, you see what I'm saying like they were telling him like the moon is a, is, a, is a space station and it's a space station the size of the moon and then the, then they show the Death Star and the guy's like that's no moon that's a space station <laughs> you see that Like he literally like, it's like if you told someone verbally the reality of the secret space program and that guy went around and did his best to make a movie about it with budget concerns and real world limitations Star Wars is the the best. Is it Star Wars? Is exactly that. You were like they're fighting with swords made of like lasers,
1: <laughs>
0: and you're like, well, we're, exactly, they did their best, but that's true. They fight with lasers. Yeah. That there is an empire that's that's militaristic, and and wants to rule, and there's like a rebel, you know, freedom fighter aspect to it, and they want to be like, you know, they want to. I don't really know what the Rebel Alliance wants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and like I was saying like what, what is the ultimate goal for the rebel alliance besides the genocide of the empire yeah. the, the fanatical jihad against the empire <laughs> and they kind of frame it like that like it's this you know winner takes all uh, a conflict there's no there's no peace because it's, it's not a physical real world war. It's a spiritual battle. It's a type of uh, you know at that point symbolic. It's more symbolic than it is, analogous to real-world events, but it uses the real-world events as a backdrop. Biggest uh, crazy, like, fringe idea about this, Sasquatch and Yetis are real. They are in the secret space program. They work alongside conventional humans in many areas. They're kept segregated simply because of how odd and incompatible we really are as like as cousin species but we're extremely related they are in fact entirely dna genetically human the only difference is our cultures while we live and coexist on earth but like the chimpanzee that's trained to fly a rocket everyone's taken out of their elements during the secret space program including the yetis and sasquatch which are taken to serve aboard and serving the 20 year and back now the difference between mankind and yeti size, just size they're, they're human in every single other capacity facility and uh, yeah. standard intellectually exact they're just on a scale twice as big. Think of dogs yeah. because dogs are actually also used a lot in the SSB as companion animals as trained uh, you know domesticated work animals, etc but like a dog can be, one size and another dog can be twice as big they're just different kinds of dogs but genetically they're all canines they're all the same dog like 99.99 percent the same great danes chihuahuas both can mate like they're both dogs yeah breeding to create the separations due to due to isolated populations due to genetics nutrition etc you have your separation of of second like they go through a second puberty yeah. um they have a lot of testosterone even the women and thus he's like they, they're not monsters they're not cannibalistic nightmare creep they're not neanderthals they're human beings that are just like seven foot tall on average and you know have really like robin williams level hair and <laughs> you know i it's it's like i have a beard i have this like you know you see my photos like this really like zz top beard Glorious
1: weird as I put it.
0: <laughs> no, you're right. It's you know, you know it to be true. Yeah. If you had a second puberty and you got twice as much testosterone, your entire body would be covered in hair, just oh, as yeah. thick. Fuck yeah, yeah, it's already. <laughs> if you lived in the woods and you needed fur to survive, you could grow full-on body hair, like a like a feral hog. Like a hog is domesticated and it's mostly nude, but if you release it in the wild, it grows a thick, coarse coat of hair and it grows tusks and it gets bigger and instantly like within two weeks and it's the same thing with with a human if you threw them in the jungle in the woods and they didn't immediately starve to death they would become ape man like we know and we assume sasquatch and yeti to be that's what really you can have a conversation with the sasquatch like han solo talks to chewbacca um they, they're civil that they can be your best friend they can be literally your best friend because they're human Chewbacca is more like bestial, but if, if you imagine Chewbacca just to be like a bigger Han Solo with body hair, yeah. that's that's exactly the kind of reality that the SSB has. And if you were to like say verbally tell someone, "Hey, Sasquatch like giant hairy men fly spaceships with like regular people and like their best friends," they would make the you Chew- Why is Chewbacca in Han Solo a key element? yeah in all these movies it seems
1: that's legit too like um this is a side story but we went to a paranormal museum and they had like a life-size sasquatch and i'm a pretty big guy um so i stood in front of it you know like hey this is fun so everybody's like which one's you i was like you motherfuckers you know (laughs) but like so if i like somebody like mine or totally size like we're like six five six six or something and we go out and we live out here and like if i didn't shave my beard down to here it'd be up to here
0: exactly no the the human being is mostly cosmetic and the fact that we shave and women shave has given us a like, very confused understanding of what human beings look like naturally. And I always like this analogy to help explain this. I believe in an advanced civilization of Sasquatches. I believe Sasquatches are indistinguishable from human beings. Besides the fact that we shave a lot more, probably. on, I believe they even shave themselves. I believe that in their culture, they have cities. I believe they have towns. They have different strata of society, different me- uh, cosmetic and just like everyone else who we see on the fringes in the forest are just their versions of who we send into the forest or who goes into the forest, hippies and hunters and like outdoorsmen and survivalists and like, you know, criminals and not the best examples of like their most beautiful cultured person, but like a person who's living on the land, natural, you know, like walking around without shoes, not shaving their legs. Uh, like, like you see hippies. I have photos of the 60s uh, where these so are the hippies. they the first, you know, people forming co-ops and stuff. Women have, you know, hairy legs, uh, underarm hair, breastfeeding a child walking around like it's Africa. This is 1960s California. Yeah. Right. Men have big beards. They're just smoking dope, long, shaggy hair, dirty, haven't washed their faces. I was like, this is 1960s, where a hundred miles away, downtown L.A., there's a man who woke up at 4 a.m., put on a suit, shaved, like, all his facial hair almost off, went to work in a downtown high rise to make movies that would be, like, you know, they're like, 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 you understand, both societies can coexist.
1: Yeah.
0: And just because every time we see a Sasquatch, it's like Patty, just some hippie chick, you know, at a creek. With their hairy boobs hanging out you know they like we we see a girl a woman they they see a, a people hiking and they think that's humanity where they're like see every every human being walks around with uh with a backpack that's what humans have every human has a backpack every human i've ever met has a backpack and every picture they have is a guy with a backpack and you're like that's a human because every time we see one we only see a certain type of one which is most likely just like who lives in the woods in our species the hairiest most uh, unkempt kind of like self confident like we have survivalists who go naked in the woods just to see if they can live and if you have an advanced enough society with millions of members yeah thousands will go into the woods over time and 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 that's what like i believe that in either caverns, or in caves, or in valleys, or deep in the forest, there are just communities of civilized Bigfoot. Bigfoot who can hold a conversation, who have gone to their version of school, that are like doctors, and engineers, and tradesmen, and shit. But like, their culture is probably more oriented to living in equilibrium and peace. So... They're not out to start shit. They're not out invading people. They're not out flying around and you know fucking up the environment. I think that it's in fact one of the questions where if we're looking for civilization and intelligence, why are we looking for the same things we do? Because we're not civilized and we're not intelligent. Why are we looking for like electricity? Why are we looking for oil and like like like, like oh they don't build ha- uh, buildings? So what? <laughs> like they could live in caves. I was saying like they could they could be way smarter than us and what they're doing is the right way to do it and what we're doing is the 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 way to you know uh, the wrong way the, the obviously wrong way like where we're you know like like pitiful compared to them when it comes to living in the woods or or hiking in the woods and you know we have next to zero under capabilities out there and, you know, in, in our head, we're the masters of the world where we can go anywhere and do anything. And they look at us and they're like, wow, you guys are really primitive and uncivilized. And, yeah, you know, sure. like, like, we think you guys are a bunch of buffoons, like, you know, out in the world, whenever we see you, we kind of just leave you alone, because we don't want to even like bother, you know, and it, it's not like the, it's not the the question of how can this primitive being go unobserved? It's you know, how how arrogant can a primitive being be? And we should look in the mirror for the answer to that question.
1: Yeah, and I, I can see how they would think that we're buffoons because when I'm at the gun range and if I'm the only one there, I just raise all kinds of hell. <laughs> being an idiot.
0: People uh, pull up in the countryside, and if you really are observant, you can see how people really live. If you want to think of like a Native American, that classic, like the guy throws garbage out and the tear comes down the dude's eye, like if you really just sit and observe, people pull up and they're playing music, they're smoking, they're drinking, they're laughing, they're shooting the shit, exactly. Like they're, they're out there stomping around. And it, it's not like a, any, like you would have to be blind, deaf and dumb to be Bigfoot and be snuck up by, you know, most like anyone. Yeah. I think people are not stealth, they're not, they don't have stealth, they're not, we're not the ones sneaking up on them, they're the ones observing us and then choosing whether or not to interact with us. I'm firmly, in, here's the thing, uh, Bigfoot's not rare. Bigfoot's extremely common and numerous across the country, across the world, thousands of reports every year, hundreds of videos, much more common occurrence to see Bigfoot than it is to meet a mountain gorilla or to meet a chimpanzee or an orangutan. Yeah. You know, as it's it's much more of a common occurrence to meet a Bigfoot in your backyard if you live in West Virginia than it is to live in Africa and meet a mountain gorilla.
1: That makes sense. It
0: no, it, it it's not common. It's the fact that people are not taken seriously when they report the sightings.
1: And, and you know, it, it's not far-fetched for something like that to happen because where we're from is in Kentucky. Um well, I used to go out riding four-wheelers and shit a lot, and we would happen upon like just cabins of people that just live in the woods, like a mile or two into the woods, and nobody knew they was there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They just lived uh, there.
0: Exactly, and that's why I said like the idea that that uh, city folk or suburb folk are gonna are gonna be able to understand the bigfoot phenomenon, and they, they these weekend warriors who like you know, look at thinker-thunker tapes and blurry blob-squatch photos and think they have a handle on this, then they don't realize that there's entire groups of population in the thousands in America who live every day in the woods, who live right beside these creatures in small towns and the mountains and things like that. Ask those people. They're real. They're a reality. Everyone, everyone sees them. Everyone knows about it. Everyone hears them. They're not... Exactly. Like people got to remember that there is no Bigfoot authority. There's no, and if there is, they don't work at a university. They don't live in a city. The people who know live out there with them. Like um, it's, I was just talking to a guy who was a Bigfoot expert on my podcast and he talked about when you actually go to Bigfoot meetings and conferences just ask regular people to, to, to see evidence that they bring or they have. You'll find photos that will blow your mind. Stories and accounts that are unquestionably real and just like ground, groundbreaking. The reason they keep it private is because they're private people. They were raised in the old ways. They're raised traditionally on ranches and things like that. They don't want attention. They don't want fame. They don't want uh, people knowing their business. They want answers. They they, they they know this is weird. They know people are talking about it. But the overwhelming impression, even when they go, is disappointment because the experts are not experts. The experts know nothing. The experts are um,
1: They assume shit.
0: Well no, they're like showmen. That they, they, they have written books and they have their little TV shows and they have their little, you know, gimmicks and stuff, but really they're like they're not they're he's, how could, are you spending time making the show or are you spending time really looking for Bigfoot and, and that's my question to all these expedition Bigfoot type people like your uh, your um, Russell Accords and all that like of the world yeah. like that's what I'm saying like people realize that the the people on TV are not living with Bigfoot they don't believe in Bigfoot they're there to just play up the hype Get a check and then and then bounce, and then then all of this is exactly like the same things they say on TV about Bigfoot, same things they say on these skeptic channels, on these internet channels. They've been saying since the '60s.
1: Man, it's so it's so. You fun. can look
0: it up. Look up uh, in search of the hunt for Sasquatch, or in search of uh, the missing link with with Leonard Nimoy back yeah. in the '70s. It sounds, like if you close your eyes, like it could have been filmed last year.
1: <laughs> I remember watching Larry Nymour talk about it. That's very true.
0: That's... It, it's the same question. We need a body. Oh, well, if we don't have a body, how can science say it's real? Well, <laughs> we have eyewitness reports. Well, without a body, uh, we need to shoot one. And then people are like, you can't shoot them. They're like, they're like people. It'd be like murdering a person. Well, we have to do something or else the the question will go. And that was like 50 years ago.
1: And the thing about it is, too, like, um, Tully, who had to step off because of his IBS, um, he thinks, and I'm kind of right there with him. Uh, I'm actually fully right there with him. I think I might have been the first person to tell him about it. But when the national parks were created, I feel like they were created so that the government could have a way of suppressing it. Like, if there is a body, they rush in and get it and take it out.
0: The national bar parks and wilderness zones are made to protect these civilizations um, and basically create distance buffer zones between human civilizations and these parks for the future. Basically, like their, their borders will never change, and they're guaranteed to stay the same, just like Indian reservations. Mm. And it's the same logic of creating separate protected areas for Aboriginal human beings. So those Aboriginal human beings can have dignity and protection from the quote unquote American people who coexist with them. You know, the Navajo reservation, the Navajo lands, that is a home for a lot of Bigfoot tribe. It's, it's how they do it legalistically the wildlife zones, the wilderness zones, you can't even fly over. You can't even bring any motorized vehicle. You can't leave any trash. You can't even really visit. And it's not because they have a gate because these places have no running water. They have no paved roads. They have no cell phone service, no support. These are literally the most dangerous places in America naturally like exposure wise weather wise they have left it like they found it Mm. and it's not because they like pretty landscapes it's not because they like the pretty deer it's because there are in there is enough society and force that can defend it and ethically it's the right thing to do to leave it it's it's um you know, you could say a lot of the American expansion to the West was basically us just like exactly like trying to fill the gaps. Most of the American West is empty. It's seventy-five percent owned by the federal government of like like west of the Mississippi. Yeah. Uh seventy-five percent of the lands owned by the federal government are private agriculture and like paper companies, etc. Um, there is hundreds of millions of miles, or, or at least. Uh, millions of miles I don't think it goes hundreds of miles but I'm pretty sure it does of forest and high altitude area like the Rocky Mountains there's no major or besides Denver, no major population centers in the Rocky Mountains there's no population centers and or- Oregon is the least populated state in the Union Oregon that's wild exactly, it's like if you would think that pine trees were as exotic as any, like the Amazon. It's a rainforest.
1: Yeah. And so
0: if you if you would equate that pine trees, it's a it, it's a rainforest. It's 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 as exotic. in the, the North American continent has the second largest biodiversity on Earth, oh, yeah, outside sure. of the Amazon rainforest. And this continues all the way up to Alaska. And includes the greater Canadian North, yeah. from the Yukon, these um, are from 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 the Arctic Circle, all the way from the East Coast to the West Coast. We're talking thick, nigh impenetrable wilderness that has only been mapped by air.
1: That's so true, man. That's insane to me.
0: They have the majority of the land locked away, uh, locked off from humans through various indirect means and direct means. One of them is the, uh, the BLM, the Bureau of Land Management. They can make any piece of land in America off limits because of environmental concerns. They can purchase any land because of eminent domain and because they are a government organization tied to Homeland Defense and Security. It's a felony to cross any of their um, gates or, or borders or lines. No questions asked. Immediate felony trespassing charge.
1: Oh. And now, the,
0: the idea of Bigfoot being like in this little bit of land. No, no they can literally uh, fence off lakes. They can fence off mountainsides. They can fence off rivers. They can fence off um Anything they exactly, like that, like people don't understand, like they can literally get in there in these massive engineering projects and just, uh, it, it's weird too because he's exactly, like they can keep any Bigfoot from crossing over because then they can protect those areas. And like a lot of rumors are when Bigfoots go rogue that these are the men in black who go stop the Bigfoots, these are the people who go kill the Bigfoots, the, the Bigfoot, uh, 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 task force, if you were. The, the, the Bigfoot exterminators basically. They go and respond to situations say if a Bigfoot goes rogue and destroys a campsite, they can, they can go in with helicopters. Uh, Todd Standing, for example, talked a lot about this. And it goes from the top down and from the very, very top. he like said the military is involved. They know all about Sasquatch. They know all about uh, the, the different borders and disputes. In many ways, um, people like the Navajo Police, etc exist to keep these secrets like they, they they exist to cover up this information they exist specifically to keep this all internal into like native american legal affairs native american um affairs par- department of homeland defense department of blm um type of government level i like it, it it's weird like missing 411 is just the tip of the iceberg yeah Green Berets show up for search and rescues, as I'm saying, like, like Green Berets, Navy SEALs, Delta Force, um, you know, everyone from like the CIA to the FBI and down, um, they, they have all shown interest in this Sasquatch phenomenon.
1: That's so, that's so crazy. <laughs> like it's in, it's amazing to me. Like that makes the most sense of anything I've ever heard about that it's whole thing.
0: Taken lightly by anyone in the top, like like the people who really run the national parks are very serious about this issue. And in fact, I have uh, posted a photo on Instagram a, a couple of weeks back from a family friend who went to a national park in California, and there was a sign an official sign posted warning about Sasquatches on the river that they were visiting <laughs> in a park. Uh, the park was in Idaho. Uh, now, if I believe right, it was, uh, it was from Idaho. These people are from California, but they were visiting Idaho. Um, and the the, the, the sign very in, in very plain English is just like, Please do not take photographs of Sasquatch. Please do not feed Sasquatch. If Sasquatch approaches you, please leave the area. If you are followed by a Sasquatch, uh, one of the emergency phones provided can be, you know, can easily reach a park ranger who will come and respond. Um, like, it, like, it, it very matter of fact, like, like you know, beware bears. Like, yeah. hey, here's a bear. Like, here's what to do in case of a bear. Like, don't feed it, you know, type thing. Like, very matter-of-fact, like, do not give it food. It is not cute. It is not a pet. Like, you know, like, it is not, like, like exactly. If you had seen a government sign in your life, it is very much an official government sign. Like, in that language, and that design font, everything. And it was laminated and posted in the park near the visitor center. They, you know, the parks will tell you openly, yeah, Sasquatch is real. Wild men are real. Um, that that it's all for an agenda, like keeping cities, tribes secret of Native Americans. That's a thing. They're just straight up Native Americans hanging out. like not even attached to Sasquatch. Just straight up Apache, Paiute, um, Cherokee. Um, what what other tribes were surviving? Um, You know, I think that there are many tribes that are actually still alive, unchanged, unchanged throughout the years. One of the last Native Americans who had no contact with Western white man was found in California in the 30s. Wow. It was a Ute Indian (sighs) who was still living, hunting by bow, fishing, living with deerskins, had no contact with Western society up till 1930 in the wilderness of California, right outside L.A. Wow. Right outside L.A. And as I like they found him literally like in the L.A. hills.
1: Now, wouldn't that be, I kind of wish it was still like that, to live like that, honestly.
0: Well, as I said, if they don't want you to disturb these people, mm-hmm. mainly because of disease, mainly because of politics. These, these people are first- aboriginals they deserve their peace and dignity but you can and people do go into the wilds and become survivalists become wild men the parks have a problem with this and because if so many things within the last hundred years have happened economically depressions economic downfalls recessions you know people just straight up sometimes random bullshit losing your job Just and people live in the woods a lot more than they say. It's a spectrum. Everything from just homeless families who do camp full time in the woods and live a semi traditional rural exit, like off the land, like most of the meat they eat, they catch themselves. They, you know, like they live 90% of the day outside type thing. Um, That there's a significant number of those people. These homeless camps. For lack of a better word have formed into villages yeah. they formed into functioning societies hippie movements utopian movements cults have all formed communities societies in these parks illegally but they have numbers so i'm talking like hundreds of people will go in the park and start farming because they believe a guy communicates with jesus or is jesus <laughs> And you think it's funny, but they have survived for generations because they did this in the 1970s. It is now 2020. They've done this for 50 years. They've had children. People have been born. People have been hey, people have died and been killed. Um, you know, by this cult, like Wicker Man level shit. Wow. That's what I'm saying. And you'll drive up to it and think it's a town. That town is not on any map. Silent Hill type shit. Hmm. Like, Helltown, Boston, Ohio level shit, where you think America has all been nice and law and order, people make towns when they're chased out of other towns, like the Mormons made Utah from a great, exactly, uh, they, were the, they were a large cult chased out of other states, forced west, until they settled Utah. And then for a while we're independent and actually hostile to the United States. One of those cults could easily form again in the Rocky mountains and Yosemite and Yellowstone. And if they played their cards, right. So not even relating to Sasquatch survive, like I said, off the game of the land, living traditionally using like old manuals and shit to build like stove, like rocket stoves and like, you know, um exactly like you know making their own um clothing having connections to town and shit like the unabomber yeah that that's that's all over the place you think he was the only one who got pissed at society and decided to live in a cabin
1: oh i've been on the verge of that several times myself (laughs) yeah
0: that's what i'm saying you have that desire because that is and people have acted on it um people have like i I swear to you, the, one of the weirdest photos that kind of, when I was starting to wake up and, and before I started saving everything, and even if I did save it, it would be on an older phone, uh, because like that, it was years ago, was a photo of a, of a forest. And in this forest, and I think it was uh, in, the, in the Smoky Mountains, a woman had been jogging and she took a photo because she thought someone was following her, and there was a guy who's painted blue, who's bald, like in the bush, like naked looking at her. And her account was that these these men, these hillbillies, for lack of a better word, were chasing her. And I was like, with yeah, that that's still a like that's like yeah, like that that's that's a lot of the missing four and one stuff. That's a lot a lot of that is that there are wild men, savage <laughs> men, feral men, populations of people, like you know hills have eyes level shit um like yeah like in america like that's I, the thing
1: i'm from that area really i live in appalachia i live in the wood like we live in the woods of appalachia and like i said when i was a kid we used to go miles into the woods you know we go off four-wheel trails like cut our own and we'd run across like little shacks where people live um and like it's a lot more common, like you said, it's a lot more common than you would think. And we live in the Daniel. We live on like the Daniel Boone National Forest is where we live. Like if I walk outside, I can look over, and on the other side of the hill is the Daniel Boone National Forest. Like, so it, every time we would go out, you would know that people live there. Like I've seen smoke coming out of like these makeshift chimneys before. But I never talked to anybody, and I was always kind of scared about it. And Oh,
0: yeah. It, like um, the McMartin case, um, the very famous missing 4 McMartin case. Yeah. Uh, the the idea is that, oh, well, a Sasquatch. I don't know if you know the details of that case. There is a, a reported seeing uh, this small child who disappeared in the woods of the Smoky Mountains, and there is a very interesting detail where people think they see a bear, but the bear is carrying – a, something on his shoulder, presumably this child, and people think it's Sasquatch. And so people have assumed Sasquatch like kills and eats people.
1: Yeah,
0: but it could have easily been a human um, doing oh, yeah. that, just wearing furs. And I think a lot of the Bigfoot sightings where Bigfoot is stealing chickens and are harassing people are these wild men mistaken for Sasquatch. Like, there's a Clear distinction between Sasquatch, Yeti, um, and these just 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 wild, savage men who live as survivalists. You know, uh, who live by stealing supplies and and it's like living off campfires, basically mm. uh, sleeping in these sheds and cabins. And you know, um, men are, I think, the real monsters in a lot of situations and exactly like the, the woods are a scary place. Mm-hmm. The woods are not, are a very scary place. Exactly, I'll just, I was kind of a uh, end in this conversation on that is that a lot <laughs> of what we know, well, cause you can look at it scientifically and it's very unemotional. We're like, all this stuff is real. The, the effect of ever seeing anything in real life is fear. Yeah. And I think that should always be remembered that people who talk about seeing UFOs, people who talk about seeing uh, Sasquatch uh, or any kind of like cryptid, you'll always hear the same thing. It was scary. It was, it, it scared me. It was frightening. It was horrifying. It was terrifying. I was, you know what I'm saying? Like that effect of it. Because a lot of people, it's breaking down your illusions of reality. It's challenging your worldview. The The truth is, you know, scary. And people, um, people should never forget that, that the unknown should be feared because there is stuff in there to fear.
1: Yeah, I understand that. Man, this has been so intense <laughs> like you're you've you've blown my mind today and I've, i appreciate this a lot thank you so much for coming on man
0: no problem it's like the pleasure is all mine thank you very much for having me on um i know my channel is uh new and everything and just getting started but thank you for taking a chance on me and everything
1: no, um, man, you're you I mean, are packed you wanna, full of information. I would love if you would be willing to come back sometime. If you're not willing to come back, we should hop on here once a month so you can blow my mind just sitting here.
0: <laughs> I mean, no, I mean that, that's the thing. Yeah, like I absolutely am, am, am totally looking forward to, to coming back, um, talking about any subject that that you guys want to learn uh, my perspective on because that's what I try to always say is that in these times, like, I, yeah, it's my perspective. It's my Um, my own connection of these mysteries and these dots that create my, my ideas and my worldview. So he's like, if you have your own out there, if you're listening to it, if you, if you're, if you're like, that's not what I heard, you know, that's cool. He's like, we always bring it up. He's like, contact me on my social media, Instagram, beyond top secret Texan. Um, You can, you can buy direct messaging access for starting at a dollar through the Patreon or face or YouTube group. Sorry. I always say the YouTube group, um, I have that, that join the, the community group and all that stuff for only a dollar. Same thing to get uh, messages across. If you have any questions or personal experiences you'd like to share, I'm always down to int- uh, to hear it. Um, I got my own podcast it's I beyond Top Secret Texan podcast. Love if you guys listen to a couple of the episodes. Uh, check out the archive. I'm already on season two, well past 100 episodes. I think I'm at 121 right now. And he's like, every week I'm just gonna make more, so you know better jump on that train while you can, and is uh, like get on the get get in the get in the game as early as possible because there's only gonna be more to catching up to do um, as time goes on. So yeah, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, uh, podcast directories of your choice, all of it's at Beyond Top Secret Texan, um, and, and, and you know I would love to have you guys aboard um, this crazy journey. Everyone's welcome in the community and you know it's power to the people knowledge is power trying to bring knowledge to the people what i'm trying to do and they bring it to you all from a every man working man's uh, perspective um uh, just a just a texan on the third coast um trying to tell it like it is you know trying to tell the truth
1: and that's what you've done today you've you are the the information you have is amazing and this was so eye-opening and and everybody go check him out like you said everywhere about at, um beyond secret text beyond top secret texan and you can find us um everything at wearing Default twitter bit shoot um actually that's about it nanker.fm and spotify and thank you so much for watching us because we're watching you yeah.